Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to our Schmigadoon breakdown. It's our season series finale, maybe. Maybe? Who knows? Maybe. We'll we'll see if there's a season or series two. We'll see. Um, this is the penultimate episode, or the final episode, and it's the final episode. It felt, felt a little rushed and like everything was tied up a little too neatly with a bow. Probably the weakest episode. Yeah. I liked it, but... I mean, I thought it was a good conclusion, considering what the setup was. Yes, I agree. I think if the setup was different, I'd probably be a little disappointed. But I think, overall, it did a decent job, given what the restrictions were, as code is getting bad. So. Yes, um, and that's understandable. It almost made me wish this was a day and date, like kind of all the episodes premiered at once as opposed to weekly. I know that kind of kept it in the conversation, but I would have much preferred to have watched this all in one go, and I feel like the ending wouldn't have felt as jarring to me as it did here. 
Yeah, they're doing they're doing the Hulu model of like releasing it weekly, and it's like I hate that. The Netflix model is everything goes out at once, unless it's a garbage reality show. There is something to say about like how the Mandalorian does it and how the Marvel shit always stays in the news all the weeks. And Schmigadoon yeah. did that. It's just this show felt like it would have been better in a full meal as opposed to having a bunch of snacks. Yeah, it did. It did well in a marketing sense. Yes. But in terms of storytelling, I think you could have maybe released two at once and come off slightly better. I almost think it would have been fine the way it was and then release the series finale or the season finale as a one-hour epic. I feel like it would have flowed a lot better as that and make it yeah. a nice five-episode dealio. Yeah. Also, the fifth episode felt like the first act of the finale. Yes. It didn't feel like a full act, like a three-act It didn't feel structure. like a story. Yeah. It felt like a first act setting up the two, second and third act that is the next episode, even though the third act lie. is barely a third act. I'm so glad we're in agreement here because I thought we were gonna gonna be on different sides here because I I see so many people like that was a perfect finale and I'm like it was good it it, it did it I don't it think it's fine. a I don't think it's a perfect finale I think I I mean I got teary eyed a bit I will confess I connected with them at that I did point. too like the emotional connection is there it doesn't tether that it's just like yeah. oh from like a storytelling filmmaking perspective which is how we tend to think because we went to film school and it ruined our brains it did it so did. we think jess and i think differently than your average viewer of a television we're program. better than you is what we're telling you <laughs> that is not what i'm saying you're Liz a is saying it don't listen to jess he's lying <laughs> You're not watching movies right because we went to school to learn how to watch movies correctly. Yeah, I'm totally not the worst person to go to the movies with. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, am. We're, I don't am. go to the movies with us, guys, ever. I can't imagine what you and I would be like in a movie theater together. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I'm not as... I went to... I didn't major in film. I was in, like more commercial filmmaking right. like studying so i'm a little less pretentious than your average film student <laughs> uh, you know what i did you want to know how bad i am my girlfriend oh and i were watching the conjuring and i was like oh that's a cool like cowboy shot right there she's like what the fuck does that mean um so patrick wilson gets pulled into a wall and then falls down it then you see his stunt actor get pulled from that same position he was already placed there and i was like that's that's not patrick wilson that was though <laughs> And, like, I can see how the change from stuntmans go. Anytime you see an actor walk out of frame and then jump into frame and do something dangerous, stuntman, change. Oh, yeah. Can't watch Elf without, like, pointing out, all right, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, different, it's not Will Ferrell. And then Miranda was like, fuck off. Now she's like, huh, great. (laughs) (laughs) She's very nice about it. But... God bless her. I did just kind of stop the movie to explain how it's all fake. Like, my boyfriend majored in marketing and took some film classes. Like, not as many as I did, obviously. So we're both kind of on the same wavelength. Yes. So that really does help us watch movies because we're kind of in agreement most of the time. Well, Miranda has some acting training and all that. Um, yeah. So she does act in a lot of my movies. And before she did that, she's like, I used to just enjoy it. And you've ruined movies for me because now I'm just looking for things. She's like, 
Because I told her, anytime there's a close-up, it's going to be something important because they wouldn't have set up that shot unless they really wanted the audience to know it. She's like, it really just kind of ruins how it's all just a machine. If there is a close-up, I know it's going to be a Chekhov's gun thing. Like, I hate it. Yeah. Uh, It's just you think differently. It's weird. It's all a math problem at a certain point. Oh, that's all yeah. editing and filmmaking is, is figuring out the mathematical conclusion to like all these pieces. Like the snowman. Like how do you put those pieces together yeah. to make it uh my 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 ex girlfriend's husband murdered? That's another story alert for the snowman, if anyone cares. We talked about it last episode. If they're this far, they know. That's true. We just have our last week. Uh, I will say, I, I think Get Out is what taught people that everything in filmmaking is deliberate. And it's like, oh, yeah, they picked all that on purpose. Like, that's for every movie ever. So, I think it did. It taught at least my parents that. Okay, maybe your parents. But I'm like, I, I can think of like a hundred other films that did that. Yeah, you know, the Kuleshov was... effect. That's a, that's a pretty <laughs> important one. I mean, I know what the Kuleshov effect is, but it's just a stupid effect. <laughs> I mean, it's an effective one and one that I use when I teach film to, like, layman's of, like, how editing works. That is the basics of editing. You put this face against anything, you will imply your own meaning to it. That is what editing is. And, like you, if you, we bring up Liza Minnelli, then you bring up a picture of Liza Minnelli, turns on a light. That is a connection. Yeah, I I could have just done an interview with Liza Minnelli, but no, Liza Minnelli tries to turn off a lamp. The greatest what? SNL sketch of all time. You've done a lot of video essays, um, editing before, um, and that's the difference between what we do and what would. It's all about noting, knowing your audience, whereas yeah. we are kind of a less serious type thing. Um, so yeah. doing something like that is much more apt and much more appreciated. Whereas if you're doing a more serious journalistic type video, um, you probably would prefer to do a video or an interview with Liza P- Minnelli. Yes. So it. it basic editing choices impact both your genre your tone and your overall stylistic choices people always give editors like the raw hand in every single form of media and i think it's bullshit sorry that was my soapbox here to show liz does a lot of work and you should respect her craft god damn it (laughs) was anyone disrespecting my craft (laughs) i mean yes but we won't talk about that let's talk more about schmigadoon oh god tell me more later (laughs) Um, there's only two songs, and I think that's the average for most episodes is like two-ish songs. The main yeah. one, which is kind of the payoff to the entire story, which is You Make Me Want to Sing, which is Keegan Michael Key. Very charmingly singing Very poorly. I liked about- it. I liked it. It was cute. Um yeah. would have been better if he sang better, but I get it. Yeah, the po- I think he can sing. We learned that in the prom. I but. mean, I mean, yeah, he can kind of sing. He yes, learned there that you in go. the prom. <laughs> let me let me clarify. He can sing pretty well for a Detroiter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, dear Lord. <laughs> that's some, I don't know if that's Detroit slander or not, but I don't live there. So. I do, so I can slander Detroit all I want. You know, Keegan Michael Key is like the one guy we have. You know, the Detroit parades, they bring him out. He's on his own parade, parade float. He's literally every year there is a parade, and Keegan Michael Key has his own fucking float because Detroit. We've got one guy. Yeah. Him and Eminem. Yeah, I have a uh, Bam Margera. 
See, oh, last Jack week you weren't going to tell you weren't going to tell people where you live. Now you just did. Yeah, I basically did. But yeah, who cares? No one knows where I actually live. <laughs> Not even me. Yeah, <laughs> that's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this scene's cute. Yeah. Cecily Strong's acting chops and the monologue that builds up to it, like Bo- that broke love my her. heart. I love Cecily Strong. Like she's she deserves. I've only seen her in SNL, like your average person. Yeah. I think she has strong enough chops to make it outside of it, which has she not was been... my favorite part of the Ghostbusters remake. But, no, that was Kate McKinnon. She wasn't. She was the mayor's aide in the Ghostbusters. Oh, remake. she was the mayor's aide. And she's so fucking funny in that movie. I forgot she was. I forgot everything in that movie. I actually like that movie a lot, and she's I, very, I very funny it. in it. I like that movie. I defend it a bit. It's not a great movie, but I no. think it's important to have like young children, usually young women, like see females in an action movie like conquering something. Like that's really empowering. I especially, agree. Especially when you're really young. Like when I was young, I watched Kim Possible, which is very empowering. So So did I, but probably for the wrong reasons. Um <laughs> I mean, I wanted to be Kim Possible. I'm just Wade now. So Um I wanted to be Kim Possible, but I Ron Stoppable. I, I, I feel like that's my cosplay choice too. Yeah. I mean you Oh my are... god, are you Kim Possible and I'm Ron Stop is that is that the energy we're giving off here? Uh no, I'm Wade. <laughs> That mean Andrew's Kim Possible? <laughs> yes, Andrew is Kim Possible. Or it's Bree. Actually, Bree's Kim Possible. Bree's Kim no. Possible. And then Andrew's the naked mole rat, if we're going on this metaphor. No, he's dra- dra- Drago? Dragon? He's, he's the evil hench lady? Who's the. She go. No, Bree She go. Bree She go. Andrew's Shigo. Kim Possible. <laughs> he has the hair for it. Um, I don't care if it's stick figures. Draw that, please. <laughs> Oh god, there's not any pictures of me. So <laughs> Follow her on Instagram. If you can get past my f- private Instagram. Oh my god. Um, here's the thing: if people are private on Instagram, maybe don't try to throw out that follow request. I yeah. say in response to people I know are my fans following my girlfriend on Instagram. Can we can we cool that for a bit? I love y'all, but she don't want none of this. She, yeah. she keeps out of it for many reasons. <laughs> valid, valid. I mean, I'm probably gonna make a public Instagram at some point. So, um, did I tell ever tell you that's why I stopped um doing the YouTubes for about ten years or five years? Because everyone's trying to follow you on Instagram. No, because they started, which is fine. You're allowed to follow me on Instagram, but then they started following my friends and asking very personal questions oh. about me and them and all that. And that was like oh. a line crossed that I was a little too young to know how to handle. So I just kind of distanced until I felt emotionally, mentally, and mature enough to actually handle an actual fan base. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I'm one of the few times I'm very proud of myself. I did a lot of things wrong in those early days. That was a right move. Yeah. <laughs> Went to college, yeah. didn't think about it for a while, came back and I was like, all right, let's try this for real this time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I just got, I got in this YouTube game pretty late in my life, but I've been watching like, but I'm just an editor. No one really knows I exist. <laughs> Let me just say this. There was a time where I had double the subscribers as Christy of Musical Hell, and she was, I was building her up. And now things have changed a lot, and I oh, love yeah. it. 
This is oh, yeah. the way the world is supposed to be right now. Yes, yes. Bless you, Christy. You're amazing. We love you, Christy. I will take a million bullets for you. Christy, I love you. Um, Christy is one of the few real ones where yeah. she, I don't think she has a single fault. <laughs> yeah. Great. I've, I've been a big fan for years now. So, I got to be a fan of her as a human being before I got to be a fan of her work, which was a wonderful experience and one of the th- few things I was very lucky to be. Um, oh, yeah. Back to Schmigadoon. That Schmigadoon. Rocks. Um, all the emotions in this scene really, really sell. Um, oh, even yeah. like the goofy ones, like the 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 Fred Armiston ending up with Alan Cumming and the, the, both of them leaving their respective wives. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah it's like fred armiston is just like very matter of fact with the two is like i am also a homosexual i it, it it's i cr- almost cried when like alan cumming said and i'm in love with May- mayor man love and i was like, like oh, <gasps> my heart no, I, was, I was doing all my there's a lot of tears during that i was just like oh my god also like there's this like idea that they shouldn't end up together but that entire scene justifies it completely to where i'm not even gonna argue with it i'm just like okay but because, because it makes it seem like they're both willing to put the work into the relationship which yeah. wasn't apparent before they yeah. both think it was worth putting the effort in yeah, the entire point of the last episode is basically, like, her learning not to control him and him learning not to control her, but adapting to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, Josh um, caring. Yeah, I mean, Josh and singing, like, meeting yeah. her halfway and singing for her. Yeah. It, it really just expresses that relationships are hard, and as a person that's been a long-distance relationship for, I don't know, 75% of my relationship, I feel it on a daily basis, so... Uh, relationships are hard but after a while once they get them working it's worth it and it's easy it feels easy to do everything that everyone says you should do yeah like (laughs) even when you like don't you you see you live near your partner Mm -hmm. so you have a different like way you approach it than i do but i talk to him every day i call him whenever i can i see him whenever i can and it's like not something i ever stress about it's like okay it's all gonna be fine it's not hard to talk to him because i love talking to him so. I get it. I get Once it. you work like, a flow out, then it's like nothing. It's part of life. Um, yeah. I don't think I could emotionally handle long distance. That sounds very hard, but you guys seem very healthy despite it all. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I won't say it's not. I won't say it's easy, but it's like, it's we're working towards getting to a place where we're not, which is what we have to do right now. So. Mm-hmm. Relationships are hard. Maybe you guys should settle down in Schmigadoon, where you pay fifty cents for a hotel room. I mean, here, I mean, we're both we're both pretty broke, so that might be a good idea. <laughs> I, I honestly, that's all I was thinking about. Man, it, it would be pretty cheap to live in Schmigadoon. Yeah, I, 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 I can work in Schmigadoon, but I'd figure something out. Um, I don't care. Like, I can put on one man shows. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I, I could. I could I could like massage the mayor's feet, whatever. Yeah, Mayor Menlove would love that. Yeah, or or I could be, uh, or even bark at a carousel. But of course, yeah. it takes talent to do that well. Or become the new kid that the new character that yells the news to everybody. Oh yeah, um, it's the mayor. How did I do? Did I get the job? I th- I think you got the job. Gee, thanks. <laughs> thanks, sister. You got it, bro. Uh, Jesse is my brother. 
Yes, um, we we do have that energy. Strangely, me and Bree do not have sibling energy. I don't know what our energy is. It's we like me and Andrew have like weird sibling energy. Me and you have weird sibling energy. I don't know what the energy between me and Bree is. I don't think it's sibling, but it's definitely a an energy that is very platonic, but very like. How do you describe it? Friendship. No, because it's deeper than friendship, more personal than friendship, oh. but a different than brother. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I Cousin. I'd, I'll call it cousin, because you don't see him every day. Yeah, you, very you close them, cousin. A very, very close cousin, yeah. Or like a family friend um, that's been there since infancy. I, I describe yeah. it as that. Like yeah. one that's like, when you see them, it's very, very good, and you know every each thing, and you want to catch up, but it's not like y'all talk every day. Oh, yeah. Um, back to Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Uh, um, I uh. really, really love the ending song. Um, the, 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 the change, how we change finale. It reminds I... me a lot of like Sondheim-y, like melodic yeah. shit. I get, uh, yeah, I got the Sondheim vibes, but it was also giving me, I hate to, I hate to say this. It was giving me Let It Grow vibes. Let it grow. Let it, I mean, he did write that. that he that wrote musical. "Let It Grow," so it wasn't wrong. But it was giving me "Let It Grow" vibes, and I was like, "Oh no!" I will say that is the one good song that ended up in the Lorax. I would argue it's the reprise called "Let It Die." Let it die. Let it die. Let it shrivel up and die. Was that Nick Kroll? <laughs> that was Nick Kroll, or no, Rob Riggle. Oh. Nicole wasn't should've... famous enough in 2012. So dang, John Mulaney would have been great as the, the as the onesler. He would have been the best onesler. Oh my it god, been he would have John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Oh my god, that would have been so good. I'd watch that. I'd actually watch that. Yeah. Also, having a, the child being played not by like a 26 year old man would help a lot. Finn, wait, okay, let's remake the Lorax right here. Finn Wolfhard as the little boy. Yes, um, uh, Audrey. Have... We need a girl. Oh, do we need one? Uh, if we're going to remake it accurately, we have to include the girl. <laughs> remake it accurately? No, I'm cutting the girl. That subplot's stupid. All right, we're cutting it. Cutting Taylor Swift out of the movie. I'm sorry. All right, Betty White is still the grandma. Yeah, got to keep Betty White. Um, Jenny Slate is still the mom. She did good, too. Yes. Um, I would keep that and keep it fam- familial. Make it about like his connection with the grandma more. This yeah. is becoming Make Me a Musical very, very quickly, but I'm into it. Um. Make it about like, hey, grandma in my days, I saw trees. And make the grandma a character in the flashbacks. We should show yeah. the grandmother be Wait, who's gonna play the young grandma? Um, Jenny Slate. Just keep her. Yeah, Jenny Slate can be the mom and the grandma. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, right? Logically that makes sense to my brain. It makes sense to me at least. Wait, who's the Lorax on? Is it still Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito, you can't change that. <laughs> Come on. I mean, no. That's I, this, that's stellar I, casting. I love Danny DeVito, but he sounded like a mob boss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you cut down this tree. I imagine the Laura. I read the book a lot as a kid. It was my favorite doctor. It's my favorite Doctor Seuss book. I imagine the Lorax is like some wise old man telling me that nature is cool. <laughs> Who? Ian McKellen. Yeah, that'd be good. Or Danny DeVito. Either one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sticking with Danny DeVito. Sorry. The, yeah, card. that's fine. It, but we just have to lean more into the mob boss angle. Oh, wait. Maybe... No, I've, I've got another another one. Just Coast Mustache. Nick Offerman. 
Perfect. Perfect. Keep keeping that. Keeping Nick keep Offerman. It. Nick Offerman. He's perfect. He can be blunt as hell. Yes. Um. Yes. Hey, you cut down this tree. My tree. And maybe Dan DeVito can still be in the movie as like the Lorax's henchman. Yeah. So he can like still have Danny the bears, DeVito. The, uh, the Baba Loop suits bears. Yeah, he's one of the bears who's like working for the Lorax. Um, I I think John Mulaney as the one slur. Hello, Mr. Lorax. How are you doing? Hello there, John Mulaney. I'm Nick Offerman. I'm the Lorax. And I sp- well, hello, little man. And I hate the government. <laughs> you know what? Capitalism is bad. Unless you're me, John Mulaney. <laughs> I, John Mulaney believes in capitalism. This is a new theory. <laughs> you know... Being monogamous with your wife is great, unless you're me, John Mulaney, and then what? I think I should fuck Olivia Wilde, or Olivia whatever her name is. Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. You know, Olivia... that girl from Attack of the Show. Olivia Wilde is fucking Harry Styles, so. Oh, he should be the boy then. Oh yeah, that'd be even better, he can sing. Well, if we're really caring about who can sing, Taron Edgerton. Oh, that's true. Either way, let's go see our version. No, Dane DeVito gets to play O'Hare. We're, we're kicking out Nick Kroll. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's better. I like that better. At least we're in the mob boss thing. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you enjoyed this minor reboot of Make Me a Musical we just conjured up. This was unscripted. <laughs> I love it. I love this so flippin' much. Um- anyway, Schmigadoon is the thing we're supposed, we're, we're supposed to be talking about. This but ending anyway. was satisfying, and all all parties were happy. I mean, this is connected because the guy that wrote Schmigadoon also wrote the music to the Lorax. Yeah, so I the Let It Grow vibes it made sense to me because he wrote Let It Grow. So I was like, okay, maybe he'd put a let, little Let It Grow, and maybe a little bit of I couldn't put finger like put like put my finger on like the Sondheim connection right away. It just reminded me of Sun Sunday in the Park with George, with which Sunday I yet to watch. So. <laughs> Oh, that that show! I feel like you and I are gonna disagree on that show. That's like one of my favorite musicals of all time. I literally have the Sunday poster hanging here that I look at whenever I get sad. Um, oh. <laughs> I would be very interested to hear your opinion on Sunday. I I'm definitely gonna watch it at some point. I just haven't gotten to it. I'm very behind on musicals, like in general. <laughs> yeah, I don't like musicals, Jess. I really don't. No, I like musicals. I just I watch more horror movies than musicals on an average day. So. I do too. I'm excited to see Candyman um, yeah, one same. of these days. I'm just terrified yeah, of same. Delta variant. Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't. Maybe it depends on how my county's doing. But. Like I'm gonna risk it for Dear Evan Hansen because I've got on good authority by like my hope in humanity that that theater is gonna be empty. Yeah, I I saw. <laughs> I saw the Suicide Squad in theaters with my boyfriend. It was just the two of us. So. Yeah, I saw it twice. Um, once with my girlfriend on opening night, and it was half full, and everyone kept their distance. Second day, day like with my father, and literally only one other person in the theater. It was great. Yeah, it was good. Great movie, by the way. Yes, watch on HBO Max before if you got a chance because it is a plus. A plus. Is filmmaking. it still on there? Am I gotten removed? Oh no. Well, uh, it'll be on demand. It'll be back on HBO Max in like two months, maybe. Yeah, I know, but so I want to watch it now. Yeah, my sister asked me when I saw her recently. She was like, "Is In the Heights still on HBO?" It's like that was like two months ago, honey. <laughs> like you gotta wait now. <sighs> um, but do you think they were able to cross the bridge? I think they cut it the way they did. So if they really wanted them to stay in Schmigadoon, they could. 
I I think they crossed the bridge, but I, I mean, also yes. I I just think because of the story. I think season two, if there is a season two, it shouldn't be about those two. We close the chapter. They're good. They can make a cameo in season two, as like like they can come visit. Maybe they have free pass to visit Schmigadoon and leave as they please. Or it's like uh, a come from away situation where they go to honeymoon in Schmigadoon. Oh yeah, that'd be so cute. <laughs> I think the next season should be about a different era of musicals. Maybe, like, the weird drug era, if we're going for weird shit. <laughs> oh, God. I think he announced if he were to do season two, it's going to be Stephen Schwartz and Stephen Sondheim. Like... Which is, yeah, I agree. That's 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 a good way to go. I think it should be I'm about not... a different couple, and I think they should be gay. And that's all I have I to say. I don't think it should be a couple. I think it should be family, like an Ooh. entire family coming in, because Sondheim really likes that. But Sondheim does love families. Yeah. Um, so I think a family would be the next logical step instead of like couple relationships because yeah. there's so much more ground to play with, especially if they get a bigger budget where they can kind of make it twice as long and you can kind of get like the daughter's subplot, the brother's subplot, the parents. And then there's there's like new characters entering just because. Yeah. Dove, uh, but I think we should keep our musical actors the same, Alan Cumming and Kristen yeah. Chenoweth and all that. Um, have you seen uh, Miracle Workers? No, the play or the oh, movie? I'm talking about the Daniel Radcliffe show. Um, oh, the with da- Steve Buscemi and all. Oh, that. I thought you were talking about the. Uh, the I know uh, I- Helen Keller biopic. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Miracle Workers, where every season it's the same actors doing something brand new. Oh yeah, which I think is what they. I hope they would do here. Yeah, I think they would Just do that. Hard too. reboot and include some new people, presumably, because their budget will be bigger. Maybe more Jane Krakowski this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, is there anyone you wanted less of in this series? Now that we've reached the end, I don't wanted less of. I can't say I wanted more of everybody. That I think just I wanted less of Keegan Michael Key, but he was very important for the Ariana Debose section, who is my favorite part of this entire experience. Ariana Debose is my favorite person in this. Like, yeah, I think I think maybe less key, less of the Keegan Michael Key being cynical thing. I agree with that kind of mess of the tone, but it was a good contrast. It was a nice break from the whole sentimentality thing, which I think is nice. But it's also at some point, it's like, hey, the real world exists. Let's get back I, into it. Yeah, I agree. Um, this okay. I guess we are reaching the end of our Schmigadoon breakdown, which makes me a little sad because this was a lot of fun and I love doing it with you, Liz. I love doing a lot of things with you. You're such a fun person to hang out with. Hope you um, guys liked me. Um, I hope you did too. If not, I'll fight you. I'll, I'll take you out behind the shed and I'll fight you. We'll kick, oh, God. Kick, kick, kick you right in the teeth. Knock, knock them two front teeth out. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, uh, only the front one. Okay, that's good at least. Only the front ones. You're going to talk like, <laughs> you know, that Christmas song about wanting your two front teeth? I'm not stalling so Liz can find a cheese rating. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. I didn't know, this, I didn't know that you're, what you're doing. Okay. Um, but I love this show so much. And honestly, there's only one cheese rating I can give this because we've been thirsting real hard for Ariana DeBose throughout the yeah. entire thing. Um, I, did you watch the Wicked Live thing that they did um, a few I did. I did not. I did not. I was uh, I was at the beach with my family at the time. So. Oh, that's that sucks. You gotta hang out with your family. Um, it's not even subtly um uh, an audition for the Wicked movie. It's not even like subtle about it. 
It's like, here's a group of very talented actors singing the songs. And some of it is like, oh, actual entertainment value. And then the rest of it is like, let's. what would it be like if she was Elphaba? And I'll see what it would be like of that. And Ariana DeBose is the only one that acted her her song, if that makes sense. Or Amber yeah. Riley knocked my socks off. Her voice is incredible. Oh. Cynthia Revo, I'm in tears. But Ariana DeBose played the scene as if she were acting it. And she was the only one that did that, as well as she went up the octaves where she could and all that. She did all the theatery things that you'd expect. She did The Wizard and I in a way that she wasn't just like, The Wizard and I. She's like understanding what the lines mean, trying to deliver them as a character. And I'm like, she is the obvious choice. My girlfriend next to me is like, uh, she, she didn't impress me. Amber Riley. And I'm like, come on. Come on. Follow me here! Jesus! Can't you agree with me on anything? <laughs> and then... Um... <laughs> so your cheese rating is Ariana DeBose playing Elphaba? <laughs> My cheese rating comes from a tweet that Ariana DeBose posted on November 4th, 2020, probably regarding the the election that was happening at that time. Um, and it says, I always liked Wisconsin cheese, so it can't be anything but Wisconsin cheese. Valid. All right, what okay. is your cheese rating and overall thoughts? Oh, I, I really like Schmigadoon. I think it did a lot really well. I think the songs are all charming, um, despite the Let It Grow vibes. Uh that I was getting. That's not a bad thing, but still, to remind me the Lorax existed. <laughs> so, no offense, you guys you guys are very talented. Just the Lorax not this is the best guys. <laughs> anyway, I really like Schmiga Dude. I think all the characters are great. I love all the actors. Uh I mean it was a nice break from the cabaret video because I had to watch Alan Cumming play a play a guy with a with the cords on his balls and humping everybody. So yeah it's a nice break to watch him be a nice old gay man just like i just i just want to be happy like oh thank god you're not humping everything in sight Woo. uh so for my my final cheese rating because i'm new here and i'm allowed to do this i'm going to give it cheddar what how dare you (laughs) and i am fired (laughs) Uh, God, it was a good run. Thanks, Liz. Um, don't forget your complimentary care package on the way out. Yeah, where is that, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's in the garbage. Oh, good. Go, go, go. Like the rest of my life. Sincerely, Liz, this was a lot of fun, and I'm glad you did this. I hope... um, I'm not actually fired, just to be clear. No, you're not. I'm not actually fired. No, no, I couldn't fire her if I wanted to. (laughs) She knows too much. I have all the secrets. Yeah, if she could blackmail me, she really, sure. really I can make to. a twit longer and just expose you. Jess is abusive, rude. He has never paid me a single compliment, and I really, really just don't like his vibe. I don't know what else you could say. I don't. He I asks can't... overly personal questions about my life, and even when I give vague answers, he still pushes for more specifics. Honestly, it makes me uncomfortable. Okay, I wouldn't say that. I'm fine with that. I appreciate you getting to know me. (laughs) He tells me a lot about his personal life, and I did not ask for this. Honestly. It's like I'm working for a friend. What is this garbage? (laughs) 
I text him and he doesn't reply for three to five hours. Which is a Sometimes thing. not at all. Well, sometimes his notifications don't work for some goddamn reason. Yeah, that was bad. That was weird. Anyway, no, I have no slander against this man. Yet. Yeah, we'll see. And also, it's not slander if it's true. That's true. I have, I have no bad I have no bad feelings, no bad vibes. I'm very happy here. I'm very happy to be part of the Musical Cheese fam. I love you all. Thank you for your support. Yes. Um, I can't wait until we do our next thing and Liz will be present for it. It's going to be great. Cinderella next week. Oh, God. Or maybe it already happened. I don't know. Time is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. I'm very excited to see James Corden just constantly talk about his penis. Um, that was just the prom, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, he, there's a cinematic universe of James Corden being obsessed with his penis. Um, I hope it lives up to all the expectations of me wishing I was dead. I hope it lives up to that 33% Rotten Tomatoes. <clears throat> oh, it went up to 41. Oh, that's, that's, not, that's not much better. I mean, it's better than going down to 28. I guess, but... Is it higher than Suicide Squad? I think it's it's lower than Suicide Squad. Well, I mean, not the oh. Suicide Squad. Oh, uh, no, it's probably higher than Suicide Squad. I don't I'm remember. I'm a bad Cinderella and I'm fair. 26 is Suicide Squad. Ooh. Oh, God. It's better than we... Suicide Squad. Uh, I, I mean, can let's at just... least... Let's just listen to Andrew Lloyd Webber's Bad Cinderella. I'd rather do that. No, thank you. I mean, I'll, I'm still watching this movie, though. I'm committed. Yeah, I'm committed. Suicide? All right, guys. We'll see you next time on Patreon with Cheese. Got anything left to say, Liz? Uh, I hope you have a schmigadoon day. Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. All right. Bye, guys. Goodbye. See you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.